Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and today's date is February 1st, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin. And just across the Dumbarton Bridge and up the 880 from the Oakland Alameda Calcium, the home of the Oakland A's. Why did I take you on that long route? Why didn't I do what I normally do, just go up the 101 to AT&T Park or just a line drive from Sunken Diamond? Because I'm going to talk about the A's again. And this is a topic that I've talked about a lot. And I know this, I go back to this, but it comes down to the fact that the A's need a stadium or they need to get out. Those are your two options. And I've said this before, i said it again. I believe as much as I like the Oakland A's and the A's are one of my favorite teams and I would love to see the A's win the World Series, the A's should never have come to Oakland. They should have gone to Seattle. They should have gone to San Diego. They should have gone to Atlanta. They should have gone to Denver. They should have gone to some other market other than Oakland because from the minute they got here, they've been trying to get out. And they tried to go to Chicago. Yeah, look it up. In 1976, they tried to go to Denver. They tried to go to Phoenix. And Lord knows where they want to go to now. And now they're playing in a stadium that Charlie Finley hated when your pal Sully was not even conceived. And I'm now a man in my mid-40s. I have gray in my beard, and they're still stuck in that stadium, which for about four hours was kind of nice in the late 80s. But it has been called a mausoleum ever since, and a lot of times beforehand. They need a ballpark. They should have gone to San Jose, but the Giants got the San Jose rights. Whether it was because they were tricked into doing it or whatever the fact of the matter is, the A's got hosed. They should be playing in San Jose. But they're not. So the greatest hope for the A's, the greatest hope for the A's to stay in Oakland, and I'd like to see them stay in Oakland, even though I don't think they should have come to Oakland, I I don't want to see them leave. And in order for the A's to stay in Oakland, the best thing that could ever happen to them would be to see the Oakland Raiders move to Las Vegas. This has been a topic of conversation. The Warriors are going to move to San Francisco. The Raiders look like they're going to move to Las Vegas and be the team of Las Vegas. Not that there's a huge fan base in Las Vegas that's dying to embrace a local team, but for all the tourists who come in there, you know what, eight or nine weekends in the year, when there's a lot of people in Vegas, they get to go to a football game. And that's probably what's going to happen. It's probably not going to be local fans. Oh, golly, I'm from Henderson, Nevada. I can't wait to see my beloved Raiders. It's going to be a lot of people flying in from the East Bay. It's going to be a bunch of people flying up from L.A. And it's going to be a bunch of gamblers staying at the, the, the freaking uh, Bellagio. We're going to be showing, oh, man, I got, you know, there's a bunch of gamblers. They're going to go out there. And I've been rooting for it. Not that I give a crap about the Raiders, the NFL, or Las Vegas, but I know that if suddenly Oakland and the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum area is devoid of sports teams, that would look bad. And it would open up the possibility 
of a deal or something like that, not a taxpayer deal because Oakland has stuff they've got to take care of, not building palaces. But maybe something could be cut that all of a sudden a new stadium pops up there in the parking lot. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, I do not want a traditional ballpark in the Oakland Coliseum. I want the best modern, high-tech, 21st century ballpark right there in the parking lot. They will build it in the parking lot. That's where it belongs. That's where the team belongs. It's not going to be on the waterfront. It's not going to be a downtown ballpark. It's going to be right there in the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum parking lot. And once the stadium is built, they'll raise the Coliseum. They'll knock it down. And that'll be that. I want every single high-tech advantage. I want stuff that you put in there. Why the hell are they doing that? And then you realize, oh, my God, how could I live without this? You want an example? <clears throat> when you fly, let's say, Virgin or JetBlue, or I guess most airlines that aren't Southwest, there is a TV monitor in the back of the seat in front of you. Well, what if there was something like that at every seat. What if there is something where you check in stats and do that? Maybe that's something that's attached to the seat, or you can see the instant replay from right there. Or maybe there's some sort of, maybe it's rigged for Wi-Fi and you're, everyone's checking their devices. Or maybe there's some high-tech way that, that information is shown and projected. When you go to a ballpark and you're kind of craning your neck to see this or you're looking over your shoulder to say that, well, maybe there'd be ways to put up screens, holograms, virtual stuff. I don't know. Boy, that comes from a high-tech man. But to have it filled with this, have it be, what, have it be a, a, a laboratory for new ways to enjoy a ball game live. And do not put it in a phony facade of, golly, we got bricks, and look at the weird angles that the walls go on. They had weird angles in old-time ballparks because that's what the goddamn streets were. Sorry, Ray, but that's where they were. And the fact of the matter is, that's not what Oakland is, and that's not what the A's should be. High tech. If it's going to be Cisco Field, then have Cisco not just slap their name on it, but try stuff out. Think about all the things that are considered laughable when they started, and now you can't live without. Here, I'll give you an example. In terms of enjoying a sport, when the ESPN permanently put the ticker on the bottom. People thought that it was initially annoying. Well, they have the other scores going. It used to be like every 10 minutes ago, and it would come up on their list and it would go away. But now they have that ticker on there. And why do they have that ticker on there? The main reason is, a lot of times people are watching these games at like a restaurant or a sports bar or something like that. And you can't quite hear it, but you look up and say, I'll be dipped. I'll be dipped. Look at that. The Rangers are beating the Tigers 4-2. to two. And oh, I'll wait for that score to come around. Now you flip around and you expect that. 
I'll tell you another thing that was laughed out. Uh, just thought it was so dumb. Was when Fox came up with a Fox box, and they would have the score permanently in the what was it, the upper right hand co- corner of the game. Ah, get that out of there. It's distracting. Now, try watching a game without it. You need that there. When you flip there, immediately, here's the score. Here's the count. Here's the pitch. Here's the the score. Here's what inning it is, bottom, top, whatever. You instantly know. If you're flipping around, it may not be a game you're that interested in, but holy cats, the Rangers are beating the Tigers 4-2 in the ninth. And there's two outs, but two runners on. Why am I focused on the Rangers and the Tigers? I don't know. I'm pulling out two teams I don't really care about. There are things like that. There are advantages. You have to be a think tank. Not every advantage that that we've had has worked, but have it be a place where these things are experimented. That becomes one of the draws to go to an A's game is the new experience of it. Did you go to that? Yeah, they have these cool screens. They have the cool this. They have a cool that. Which is part of the experience of going to a game. Is not just the team is good, but that the experience was memorable. In some instances, the, the experience is you're right in the heart of the city. You're experiencing the beautiful views and the nice traditional look of the park and everything like that, like AT&T Park or PNC Park in Pittsburgh, or Petco Park. A lot of peas going on here. I'm popping my peas in San Diego. Well, maybe the experience of going to an A's game is it's like, it's where you will first experience this, or you'll first experience that. That's really tapping into the, I guess, the forward thinking, the ingenuity of the man who brought the A's here, which is Charlie O'Finley. Isn't that when you think about the A's and the pockets of success that the A's have had, there's always been a figure who has been doing things a little bit differently than everyone else who was looked upon as the spearhead of that success with the A's. Charlie O'Finley. They're going to wear different looking uniforms. They're going to be doing, wearing wild mustaches. We're going to be doing some strange stuff. We're going to have a rabbit come up and hand the ball to the, to the umpire. We're going to be doing innovations, championing the DH, championing a designated runner. Not everything worked, but there was a sense of let's just try anything. When the A's had a brief moment of glory in the early 80s, it was because of Billy Ball. It was bringing Billy Martin in and having his brand of baseball energize the team in the South Bay, East Bay. You know what I'm talking about. Tony La Russa introducing new ways to handle the bullpen and injecting two kind of sluggers like Canseco and McGuire into the mix. You see what I did there? And now we're praising Billy Bean and his different ways of thinking of Moneyball. Hell, we even made a Brad Pitt film about it. Yes, we did. You and me, we all made that movie. So there's always a sense of the A's need to survive, so they'll do it a little differently. It's going to be a little slightly off from what everyone's doing. In other words, the character, the, the legacy of the Oakland A's is the exact opposite of tradition. 
They came to Oakland. If they were traditional, they would be in Philadelphia. Their color would be blue, they would be the athletics, and people would be pining for the days of Connie Mack, Jimmy Fox, Lefty Grove, and Rue Boadel. But instead, you have innovators. The innovator of Finley, the innovator of having a star reliever like Raleigh Fingers, to have a game changer like Ricky Henderson transform the game, to have how we even look at a bullpen is totally different based upon Dennis Eckersley and the crew there. This is what the legacy of the A's is doing things differently and trying to be the first to do a bunch of things. So why shouldn't the ballpark reflect that? If there's new ways to construct it, new ways to, to arrange the seats, I don't know. There are people a lot smarter than me. If I picked up a stone and I threw it down the street in Palo Alto, I'm going to hit five geniuses. Some of them work at Starbucks, but they're geniuses. Make it a think tank and come up with some of these ideas, and that's what the ballpark could, should be. You go to a tradition, you want an old-fashioned traditional feel, you go to AT&T Park, but it becomes, yeah, did you go to Oakland? Yeah, they're doing some, what are they doing this year in Oakland? Like each year there's a new innovation. And some of them are going to stink, but some of them may not be. And they may be the very things that we have in every park. Uh, that's, another Oakland, uh, that's another Oakland innovation. But there is a hitch in this from happening. Let me pick up the Mercury News. Mercury News is our local paper up here. Used to be the San Jose Mercury News, but now it's the newspaper of Silicon Valley. Uh, next to all the Trump stuff here, it says, uh, Davis says he's still committed. Top investor pulls out of the Raiders' Vegas plan. This is by uh, Elliot Allman. Billionaire Sheldon Adelson, Adelson on Monday pulled out of a deal to build a $1.9 billion Las Vegas Stadium for the Raiders, throwing a cloud of uncertainty over the team's plan to move to, from Oakland. A move that left Nevada leader scrambling. Uh, Edelson, the chairman and CEO of Las Vegas Sands Corporation, said he would no longer be involved in any facet of stadium discussion. Now, he's involved in casinos, and maybe the NFL doesn't want to have the links to gambling be that I don't know, transparent. You know, we'd hate to have anyone associate gambling with football. Well, while we talk about the line scores and favorites, and they're, you know, this, they'll cover the spread by this, that, and the other thing. God forbid we just say, yeah, there's a lot of gambling. That's one of the big reasons football is so popular. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Get the Raiders out. Let's turn it into my idea. And, and, and the, one of the keys is to get the Raiders the hell out of there. I did a whole podcast back in December about the dysfunctional relationship between Oakland and the Raiders. Oakland is too, defers too many times to the Raiders. Get him out of there. It's a bad relationship. Break up. He's not right for you. Stay with the A's. Make the A's the team in Oakland, but... I mean, if they don't have the funding, they don't have the funding. That kind of blows me away because isn't there a Las Vegas Bowl? Isn't there already a place for them to play? 
Stick them there and we'll deal with this later. $1.9 billion stadium. Of all the cities that has trouble raising money to build a stadium, this to me is insane. And I also feel that having a football stadium in Las Vegas would increase the number of football fans, increase the number of gamblers and everything like that that come to Las Vegas specifically to bet on football. I think it would be a situation where, in terms of entertainment, the entertainment draw that the NFL would bring to Las Vegas would be pretty big, especially the fact that you'd have every once in a while a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, which you could put that on pay-per-view. So if they are trying to figure out how to make $1.9 billion, am I the only one who's looking at this and going like, this is kind of easy, isn't it? Think about how many casinos are there in Las Vegas. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. You go to the Tropicana. You go to New York, New York. You go to the Venetian. You go to Caesar's Palace. You go to the uh, MGM Grand. You go to the this. You go to the that. You go all around. And you tell them, hey, this is going to be good for business. And then remember that scene in Casablanca where Rick helps the guy from... Czechoslovakia, and he says, put it all on 22, and the game was obviously rigged, and he had him bet it twice, and suddenly he had the money to go to Czechoslovakia, or to, to escape from uh, Czechoslovakia and go to America. Remember that? It was a rigged game. These casinos, they, they rig it. Of course they rig it. So just put your chips down on a couple of the tables, have it hit a few times, and next thing you know, you have your $1.9 billion. There's money flowing through Las Vegas, and more money can flow through once the stadium comes in. This is one of the few places where I actually think it would help business. And so, look it. Put, the, put your chips on. You know what? I'm going to put, a, I'm going to put you know, $10 million on black. Oh, it came up black. No kidding. Do that a few times. Go to the counter. Hand over your $1.9 billion worth of chips. Cash them and build your stadium. It seems like, you know, if you're, oh, where are we going to get the money for a new stadium in Jacksonville and Oakland? Where are we going to get money for the new stadium in Tampa and Montreal? In Vegas, where are you get the money? I don't know. The, the, the slots. Just, you know, make it, oh my God, we just got lucky. And oh, I'll be darned, we now have a stadium. Seems like a pretty easy solution for your pal Sully. So, look at whatever it's going to take to get them out and make the A's new stadium be a monument to innovation and thinking differently and leading the way of change. Do you know what, folks? That's what I'm rooting for big time. And that's where I place my chips. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, so I have an iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the first day of February 2017. Did I say 16 earlier? I can't remember. 
I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sullivan.